Hey guys, welcome to an episode of Movie Podders. I think it's the ninth episode, if I'm correct. Is that correct, Ryan? Possibly, possibly. Yeah. As always, it's myself, Brian, and my good friend, Ryan. How are you doing? Not too bad, you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. Been up to much today? Nope, not a thing. Uh, nice. Just kicking about in the house. You? Uh, I was at work today, which was excellent. Sounds great. That was alright, actually. It's not, it went quite quick, so I think if you're winning if it goes quick. So Anyway, it's been a while, guys, since we've actually been able to, to talk to you on the podcast. Um, unfortunately, myself and Ryan have had some trouble with having to be adults. Yes. Um, which isn't great. I'd rather be... Not a child, but I'd rather not do adult things. Um but we'll, we're going to do a little podcast for you. It's not going to be probably as long as the the previous podcasts were. Uh, but we'll do our best. We'll see how we go on. And there will be more content coming soon. Um, just before we start, Lorraine, any what movies have you seen recently? Uh, I don't know, since the last time. Because I can't remember, we, we did do a recording, but there was some technical issues. So I can't remember what I told you at that point, what I'd saw, but... I think it was like it was maybe the last film at that point I'd seen. So since then I've saw Thor, um, Blade Runner. I can't even remember. There's so many. Like I've I've seen a good few for a wee change. So my mind's a wee bit blank. But um, well, Thor was probably the most recent good one I've seen. Thor's the most recent one you've seen. Thor's the most recent one and the best one in a while I've seen. I think so. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw Thor at the weekend there. Um, which was really good, really enjoyed it. Um, and the week before that, I saw Beetlejuice at the cinema. Well, not at the cinema, actually, that's a lie. I saw it in a farm. <laughs> um, there's a thing in Sheffield called Village Screens. And I think a few times in the year, they'll put like the erect screen somewhere and show sort of old movies. And they were kind of having like a Halloween theme. So I think in the morning they had Hocus Pocus on for like kids, and then in the evening they had Beetlejuice. And what was quite cool about it is like there's an age limit; you have to be over sixteen mm-hmm. to go. So like even though Beetlejuice isn't, I think it's like a twelve A or something like that. Maybe I don't know, maybe a PG. Um, even though it's got some wildly inappropriate things <laughs> in the movie, <laughs> like it really is this like. Like it touches on, like, like Beetlejuice wants to marry a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and because I've never seen Beetlejuice before, so it's just a bit like this. That's really inappropriate. <laughs> but it's like, but anyway, it's pretty funny. I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, so it was quite cool. Like they had like food trucks, not food trucks, but like little food stalls and stuff like that. And, and uh, that's yeah. a strange question with it. But how was the sound? It was okay, actually. The only problem was we we were up the back, but the sound was clear enough. But it, I, I didn't enjoy it so much because it wasn't surround sound. Mm. And but it was it was certainly loud enough and and clear enough. So I can't have any complaints on that. I don't know how they would facilitate surround sound. And we were in a barn essentially. Yeah. Um, but it was good fun. Definitely, we we're looking to do it again at some point. Yeah, sounds good. We done um, the drive-in thing at Strathclyde. Oh, cool. Back before, but I can't remember what that was. I think it might have been Greece we went and saw. Um, oh, right, I really it, would love that. 
and you just listened to it through your radio, so it was quite good oh. with that. That's so, so did you just have a frequency and then you just Aye. like tune into it? Just tune into it, and then there was people like just coming up and walking, sitting by the side, like the car park with a radio, just listening to it. So, <laughs> Fair um, but I'm pretty sure um, there was kids there, and that was something that annoyed me. And it was people who sat with their car lights on, which was also a bit annoying. I was like, Were they running their engine? I don't know if they're running their engine, but they were sitting with their, the lights on, and it was rather annoying. Yeah, so. that would be a bit annoying. Because yeah. I know how you feel, you and your your significant <laughs> other feel about lights on at the cinema. Oh, did I tell you about Thor? Is that when you went to VIP? Aye. I did, you didn't tell me, but mm-hmm. I've read oh. social media. My God, it was uh, ridiculous. <clears throat> um, just briefly for people who are listening, I won't grab it on too long, but they pretty much had lights sitting, facing onto the screen during like the oh. first five minutes of Thor. And... Sarah went out and complained about it, and the woman just kind of palmed her off, and then eventually more people came out, and they, she told Sarah the same excuse we've heard before. It's emergency lights, we can't do anything about it. And then they came out and changed it when they said they can't, so... Raging, but... Aye. So, that was yeah, that went. was a wee bit frustrating. Yeah. Talking about Thor, though, did you, did you enjoy Thor? Very much so, Brian. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. I did. Um I think, obviously, for anyone listening, we previously spoke about how I was a bit sort of wasn't too sure about Thor, um, which I think was a good sort of good way to set your expectations because I really enjoyed it. And we we spoke the other day just by text or whatever, and you were talking about how you never liked the sort of first ten fifteen minutes with the comedy. Yeah, I probably agree with that, especially the scene at the very the very beginning. It just seemed a little bit off. Mm. And then there's one other particular scene that I didn't like, which was near the start as well, when Odin's watching a play. You not like that? I just I didn't see the point in it. I think I think it was just to deal with um the whole Loki spoilers no, Loki's thingy. It's not um, it's not what the play was about. It what? was the surprise element of the play, without giving you... anything away to those who haven't. Oh seen right, it. okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't get, I don't understand the point of that part. Um, yeah, I suppose it wouldn't have mattered who was there or doing anything. Y- yeah. Are we talking about the cameos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I, oh, that's a good. I'm probably going to ask because you said cameos there. Like I noticed, obviously the main one. Was there another one as well? Three? Well, yeah, kind of three. Oh, yeah, there's t- I know it's two. I know it's two of them. There's three, then. Who, so, the, the one I didn't get who's, who's playing Thor. It's his brother. Um, uh, right. Another Hemsworth, I think it's Luke. Yeah, Hemsworth. you can give that one away, because nobody's going to know who that is anyway. Yeah. He's apparently in Westworld, I don't know, I don't watch it, but apparently he's in Westworld, and he's no. meant to be quite good in that. I, I don't know. He's only a pretend Hemsworth, though, isn't he? Like, it's not... Yeah, I, I was listening to another podcast and they were describing him as being like one of the bold ones. It's one of those situations. Yeah. 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 Anyway, let's say uh, we should probably actually begin the podcast. <laughs> um, so we've got some trailers that we watched today, actually. Uh, do you want to start, Ryan? We'll have a wee chat about them. Aye. Uh, yes, so the first one we watched was The Greatest Showman, directed by Michael Gracie. 
Uh, this is his first feature film. The uh, film is based on a true story on how P.T. Barnum started the Barnum and Bailey Circus. It's starring Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Michelle Williams, Rebecca Ferguson and Zendaya. Brian, what was your thoughts on this movie? Or this trailer? Um, I watched it with Amelia earlier and she said, as soon as the trailer finished, she said exactly what I was thinking in terms of that it's either going to be really good or terrible. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how I felt watching the trailer. Um, it, yeah, I mean... I thought it looked okay. I, I, I'm interested in going to see it. And I probably will go see it. I, I kind of like people. I like I like Hugh Jackman. I like uh, Michelle Williams, and um, I, I even like Zac Efron. Um, so I'm probably uh, quite happy with everyone who's in it. And what I've seen so far of that, what's her name again? The big girl from uh, yeah from Spider Man. Um, she was quite good in Spider Man. So pretty pleased with who's in it. I I will go see it, but I'm not. Like, at the same time, if I missed it, I wouldn't be disappointed. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, th- <clears throat> I had, um, when I was watching it, I just kept thinking to myself, this seems a lot like, or it's reminding me a lot of Moulin Rouge. Yeah, like, definitely. But I think it's just maybe because of the time period it's set in, and it's all about, like, um, a show and stuff like that. So I don't know if maybe that's what it was, and the fact that it looks like it's got, like, musical elements to it. Um, I, I've I'd watched both the trailers. I don't know if you'd seen the the first one. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the first one at all. I, I think it was the music that was playing to it. But this one, the second one, I preferred a good bit more. And then you got to see like Hugh Jackman singing in this one, and a wee bit more about like maybe the the kind of musical side of it. So yeah. Um, but touching on what you says, like I think that the cast is probably a big draw for me. I like I think pretty much everybody, um, who's in it. So. And Hugh Jackman's one of those people that, if he's in a film, I'll be interested in going yeah, to see it. Definitely. No, no matter how bad it looks. So, yeah, I quite like look at it. What was really interesting when we were watching it, because when you watch the first part of the trailer, obviously there's a little bit where Hugh Jackman sings like a line. And Amelia was saying, like, oh, I don't know if I buy him as a, like, as a guy, someone who's being a musical. Which is really interesting, because I'd imagine most people don't know, like, that's where he started. Mm-hmm. Like, theatre and musicals and stuff like that so like this is right up his street actually probably more so than what we sort of classes what a Hugh Jackman movie would be so but yeah uh, we'll go see it looking forward well not looking forward to it that's, that's a bit too keen but yeah I'll definitely go see it when it comes out yeah open to it yeah that's a good good way to phrase that what was our second trailer second trailer we'll talk about is for Game Night, uh, so it's directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan M. Goldstein, both of the Vacation movie. Uh, quick synopsis of this one, Max and Annie's weekly game night gets kicked up a notch when Max's brother Brooks arranges a murder mystery party, complete with fa- fake thugs and federal, oh my god, federal agents. <laughs> so when Brooks gets kidnapped, it's all supposed to be part of the game. Uh, this is starring Rachel McAdams, Jason Bateman, Kyle Chandler, Kyle Bunbury, and Jesse Plemons. Quite a lot of. Oh, sorry, I've read that wrong. It's Kylie Bunbury. Sorry, I was about to slag them for having too many Kyles in the film. Um, Brian, what? what did you think of this one? Uh, probably a word we use quite a lot to describe trailers. Just meh. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, quite, funnily, the person who's put me off it the most 
is the person who would be considered a comedy actor, which is Jason Bateman. Like, mm-hmm. even just watching the trailer, I just thought, oh man, he does not care about this movie at all. Rachel McAdams made me laugh a couple of times, and you're not the biggest fan of her, are you? Mm, it's hit or miss, yeah. Hit or miss. Um, I liked on Doctor Strange, but then there's been other things I've seen her in that I'm not keen on, so yeah, it's hit or miss. I quite like Rachel McAdams, and two, there's two people in it that, that I really like um, Kyle Chandler and Jesse Plemons. Mm-hmm. Um, both actually from Friday Night Lights, which is a great TV show, you should watch it. Um, Jesse Plemons was in. Uh, Bridge of Spies as well. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Oh, come on, Ryan. I know. It's one of those ones. I know. I can't see anything. I've not seen much in the last couple of months, so there's probably a lot of films the last couple of months. I like Kyle Jandel, though. I like him. Yeah, and it it was quite interesting to see him. It would be quite interesting to see him in a comedy, just because I've never seen him in that sort of role before. So that would be. But what about yourself? Are you interested in this one? Uh, nah, no, I wouldn't say particularly. It'll be something that if I was looking just for something to watch and there wasn't any, anything else on, I'd probably watch it. It seems more like maybe like a next Netflix film or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I hadn't actually thought about the Jason Bateman thing until you said it there. Like, he, I think the problem with Jason Bateman is yeah, he seems to play the same type of person in all his films. Um, the only thing I saw him in that seemed different that I really liked was I don't know if you mem- if you saw it if you remember it The, the Gift uh, yeah. The Gift yeah. um, I really liked him in that but since then I've, it's all it's always these kind of films the likes of Horrible Bosses and all that type of stuff that you see him in so but, but even in The Gift though he still plays because his character's always just like kind of like I'm better than you I'm smarter than you mm-hmm. and really sarcastic about it even in The Gift he still sort of plays that kind of guy Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean that said I, I really like The Gift I think it's a really good film um, really creepy you should, should all watch it um, but yeah no, I would, I would I would agree with you it's just there's so many comedies now I, I, I can't remember the last time a good comedy came out like even I was at the cinema the other day and they showed the trailer for Daddy's Home oh, yeah. Daddy's, Daddy's Home, Home. yeah two and it just looked awful um, was, what, and also, I don't know if you've noticed this because this was the first time I was at the cinema in a while. They're doing this really annoying thing now, and I think we've touched on it before, where they introduce every trailer. Mm. Like I, now, I don't know if they introduced the Star Wars trailer because I walked in halfway through that, but then they played Justice League, Daddy's Home, and then Battle of the Sexes, and every single one of the trailers they introduced it. In what way? How did they do like, it? So it was the cast of Justice League that introduced the Justice League trailer. Will Ferrell introduced oh, right, the... Okay, right. And then, what's the name of the girl? The, the Battle of the Sixties? Is it Billy Jean something? Billy, 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 yeah, Billy Jean King. Yeah, she intru- like it was actually her that introduced the, the trailer for Battle of the Sexes. Right. And I was just like, okay, this is, I hope this isn't... I hope this isn't how we're going to get trailers from now on. Sorry, that was a wee bit of a sidetrack, but it just... just found it a bit annoying. But yeah, what what, what was the last um, last trailer? So the last one there is The Post. Um, so that... Sorry, The Post, even. Um, that's directed by Steven Spielberg. 
Um, so, Catherine yep. Graham is the first female publisher of a major American newspaper, The Washington Post. With the help from editor Ben, Brad- ben Bradley, Graham races to catch up with the New York Times to expose a massive cover-up of government secret- secrets that spans three decades and four US presidents. And hopefully there'll be some kind of solution in there for how badly I can read things. Starring <laughs> Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Alison Brie and Sarah Paulson. Um, yeah, I thought it looked uh, re- looked really good. Um, it's kind of hard not to be interested in a film that Meryl Streep is in and Tom Hanks is in and it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if makes me watch it with like sort of blinkers on thinking I'm going to enjoy this, I'm going to enjoy this regardless. But I kind of like those sort of like conspiracy theory type um, movies or or like just movies about journalism in general like I like The Messenger I like Zodiac I like um, the is it what was it called was it Blindspot mm-hmm. about the Boston priests Spotlight Spotlight Blindspot what's Blindspot yeah. close, close <laughs> <to>. <laughs> like I'm merging Blindside and Spotlight together <laughs> And making a movie about American football priests. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I like those kind of American movies in general. American priests who are blind. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> just sort of journalist movies where they're like... Because that's sort of like investigate movies, like investigative movies and stuff. So I've, I always, I'm always intrigued by them. Yeah, same. I, I think that's what I was thinking of as well when I watched it with Spotlight. I was... It seems like a different style, but it seems like it's on a similar kind of subject and of trying to uncover something. So, and as you say, I think it's hard not to be interested in it when you've got like a power power trio of um, Hanks, Streep, and Spielberg involved. So, just yeah, be- just because as well, like I mean, Amer- American politics as well is, is and our American listeners may not like this, but it's so corrupt, like. Mm-hmm. There's so many movies about like what's going on in the background and what people have done to cover up what, and so I'm just really interested by all that. Now, obviously, with movies, we we have to sort of maybe decide for ourselves how much of that is true, how much of that really happened, um, what are they still like sort of leaving out, sort of thing. But yeah, I, I don't think I would have needed to see a trailer for this film to want to go and see it, as, as I said before, just because of of who's in it. Mm-hmm. Not not so much, I mean, not not so much Meryl Streep, but Tom Hanks and, and Spielberg. Um, I also like the, the, now I've only ever seen her in one thing, Sarah Paulson. Um, yeah, what's she been in? I know the name, but I can't put a face on her, I'm just trying to look her up now. She was in Studio 60. Which only which only ran for one season, but it's one of my it's actually one of my favourite TV shows, um, and I really enjoyed that. Alison Brie is quite an interesting casting choice because I only know her from comedies. Like she's in Community, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And she, like, um, was it? I'm sure she's in Five Year Engagement as well, isn't she? And I'm unsure about that. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that she's in that one. And she goes out with like Chris Pratt, I think. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I see. Um, but but she's always plays like the sort of smaller role in a comedy, though, doesn't she? Like this, a yeah. sort of side character. So that'll be quite interesting. 
the one who's not I've no mention on there that I, I was I quite liked had popped up was um, that Bob Odernick from, from Breaking Bad and yes. Better Call Saul. I quite like him, so I quite like Lucky. Uh, I liked him being in it, so I'm interested to see him as well in it. Yeah, yeah, he, he he featured quite a bit in the trailer as well. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, cool. That's the trailers um, for today. If you've watched any of the trailers, let us know what you think about them. If you're excited to see these movies, are there any trailers that we've, we've not mentioned that you've sort of seen and, and you want to you want to go watch? Uh, we've got a couple of news news stories today. Um, just a couple. We're not doing a rundown today, just because we've been trying to not trying that hard, but just because we've been so busy. But we've, we've spoke about it a few times about starting to get the podcast running again. So. We sort of just, when was it yesterday or Saturday we decided we'd do one tonight? Yeah. So we've I'm not had, so we were just trying to find some time to get some new stories together. So we've got a couple and then we've got a few Twitter questions we're going to answer as well. So first one, Brian, is just that uh, Kevin Feige has come, uh, at Marvel Studios has come out and confirmed that any major announcements won't arrive until after Avengers 4 hits the theatres, which is... Um, a wee bit upsetting for, for the, the sort of hardcore Marvel fans. Um, I would maybe consider myself a hardcore Marvel fan, but I'm not that upset by this news. Um, does, are you bothered by the news, or what do you think? Do you think there's any implications to that at all? Um, no, and I'm not really surprised by it, because I think it's similar to... We were talking about this before we started, about the Infinity War trailer, and I think the reason that we've not had it before now is because we're waiting for Thor, because there's things that happen in Thor to people that will that will appear in the trailer. Sure, so yeah. That's I a great point, that's a great point, actually. Like, whilst it wouldn't necessarily spoil Avengers or Thor... It is quite a big thing, actually. Yeah, like if you'd saw the Infinity War trailer before Thor, then you would know things going into Thor, so... Sure. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it makes sense that they're not making any announcements until um, until after Avengers 4, because I think that's going to be like the, the reset button, probably, and I don't know what they'll do, if they'll try and just start it again, or with the talk of... X Men stuff, if they're maybe going to maybe try and the whole Fox thing. Yeah, like if maybe going to try and do something with that. I don't know. It's hard to say, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're going to wait until after then. And I just want to get Infinity War done first, and then take it from there and see where we go. So yeah, you. That's. Uh, well, I've just sort of changed my thinking with just listening to you there, because when you mentioned how it had been being reset. Because at first I was thinking the opposite, that it wasn't because of a reset, it was because of whatever was happening in these two movies had implications for what was coming. And so I was thinking that they didn't want to give anything away in terms of the, the movies that are coming out. But what's really interesting when you said about the reset there was obviously with the, the conversations they're having with Fox and I don't know if they are going to buy them out or not. Which, obviously, if they do, if they had any plans beyond, like phase three, would they scrap it to start a new, to start something new with new characters? And mm-hmm. what would that look like in terms of 
I mean, with X-Men, for example, Hugh Jackman said, this, apparently said, I don't know, I've seen lots of places say this, but I've never seen actual quotes from him, that he would continue playing Wolverine if it was part of the Avengers universe. I'd be surprised if he did. I think he's done. I think... Yeah, that's... Especially because by the time it happens, it'll be too far down the line. Mm-hmm. Aye, like, that's not going to happen probably any time in the next, what, five to ten years, probably, it'd be before it, anything like that happens, so... It's not just that. It's, 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 even if, if Fox going to Marvel is a, a good thing. Now, in general, I think it is. I think the X-Men is one of my favourite comics and, and the characters in general, and I think Marvel would handle them better than I think Fox has. However, I think if Mar- if, if if Fox goes, I think, you ha- I think you'd say goodbye to Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Yeah, that's a possibility. I was thinking, like, I, d- I don't know if you saw this, but it was like a, a mash-up somebody done where... It was like, you know how the opening scene from Age of Ultron, and it was like somebody saying, um, like the tagline to it was, if Wolverine was in the Avengers, and it was like that bit where you see all the Avengers running through the woods, and like it's very comic booky looking, and then you've got the bit for Logan, where Logan's running through the, the woods, and he's like jumping in and stabbing people, and I, I kind of thought to myself, it's like, you wouldn't get that in a Marvel movie, like, you would need to have a whole kind of separate, separate thing going on to allow the likes of Logan or... Deadpool to happen, so I, I don't know how that would work if it was if they were to merge or they were to take them over. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how it would work at all. There's and there's certain characters that I would really like, like I think like the likes of like Cyclops and like see your sort of original X Men, like Cyclops, Iceman, Beast, Jean Grey. I think they do really well in a Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. But then the likes of maybe Deadpool, Cable, Wolverine, even all the X Force characters probably are better where they are. I don't know. Aye, it's it's a hard one to like say because it's like what people what they used to say in like movie talk all the time as well. Like how it's good that they're all with different production companies or be. Um, Studios because then you get more movies a year. Whereas if it yeah. if Disney's got them all, like are we still only going to get like four a year, or are they going to start pumping out more because they've got that that many people available to them and that much demand probably? So I don't know. It's interesting to see how it's all going to pan out, really. Yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. Cool. Let's have a look at the next story. So now. The early Justice League reviews have been pretty positive. Now, that's actually out this week, it's out on Friday. I'll just read a couple of the reviews that I found on... They're all... They're all I don't know if people know this now, but... Um, when big movies come out, more so superhero films, when they always show them, maybe a, a, two, a week or two before the movie comes out, the people who go see them are allowed to do a review, but only social media, only like a Twitter review. So they're quite limited to words, which obviously just got a lot, just got bigger <laughs> with what they can actually say now. Because with Twitter's uh, 280, that's just happened. Madness. Crazy, isn't it? Blasphemy. <laughs> um, points to whoever can just name that movie that we've quoted together. <laughs> um, anyway, 
so DCU, DCEU Inside Guy says, so hashtag Justice League screening last night, no spoilers, wow. Uh, despite all the behind the scenes drama, this was great, so quite quite vague, but seems to enjoy it. Uh, then Brandon Davis um, says, Justice League is, is the superheroes we've been waiting for, Aquaman rocks, Cyborg is badass, The Flash is awesome, Wonder Woman builds from the already great standalone, Batman assembles them. And it's great. Um, Kevin McCarthy says, Bottom line, Justice League is awesome. Zack Snyder's film is filmed with so many moments that had me geeking out and crying near tears. When any action scene slash hero moment hits, the film is firing in all cylinders. Still love, still love Affleck's Batman. My fave Batman since Keaton. What I will say, there was a, a, lot, of, a lot of the sort of reviews, tweets, were, were, were saying how the... It's not perfect, there's problems with it in terms of story uh, and some other things, but in general, like, in, in, in the, the, the typical criticism of superhero films that the villain was really poor, but in general, like, when all the superheroes are together and, and when the actual main sort of characters, they really enjoyed it. And so, it, it, it's not, like, super positive. Like, people still said some negative thing, but more so, I think, more on a sort of constructive basis. Um, but how does, does has that changed your outlook on it? The fact that in general it's been pretty positive. Eh, uh, ever so slightly. I've heard. I think the ones are what I've heard, but I've tried to avoid a lot of it. So I take that as you will. But uh, what the stuff I heard wasn't great. So I don't know. I, I still have like I'm still going in. Like I've I've not even booked it yet. I'm not, and that that's like how I've not booked it either. I'm not bothered. I'm and usually like. I'll be like booking it as first thing I can, so uh, I'll still go and see it. Definitely, still go and see it, but it maybe slightly um, improves my thoughts going in. But I'm still happy enough to go in with low expectations because if I go in and enjoy it, then I'll come out happier. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel really. You? Um, I probably say it's nice to hear that. People enjoyed it because, I mean, in in general, the media and, and these guys who get access to, to movies early have been very critical of DC films. Mm-hmm. I mean, they laid into Batman v Superman. Yeah. Which actually, I, I, I like Batman v Superman. Um, what yeah, you saw go home, but that, I think that's the extent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the reaction to this have been a lot more positive than what they were to Batman v Superman. And now I don't know if that is that maybe because expectations were really low for Justice League because it doesn't matter how good Wonder Woman was and how how great a film that was. There's no way that made everyone think Justice League was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because it's the same guy directing it, Zack Snyder, um, who has a very very particular style. And I know Kevin Fe- uh, Kevin Feige, uh, Josh Whedon. Did a, a good chunk of the directing, but when you look at the trailers, it very much looks like a Zack Snyder film. Um, but yeah, just a little bit. I'm, I'm the same as you. I've not booked my tickets. I'll probably I will go see it. I, I'm actually coming back up to Scotland this weekend, so I won't. I don't actually have time to go to the cinema the weekend, and I probably would have went to see it Friday night just when it's out. So probably Monday or Tuesday next week before I actually see it. I hope it's good. I hope it makes me want to go watch it again, like I do with most. Superhero films when they're on mm-hmm. at the cinema. Yeah. Um, so 
that's all the sort of news we've got today. Um, we're going to have our, our next episode. We're going to go to some Twitter questions, but our next episode will probably be on what did we say Sunday the twenty sixth? Aye, next Sunday. Saturday the twenty fifth or Sunday the twenty sixth is probably going to be be when we we get it. I said just because I'm going up to Scotland this weekend, I don't have time to unfortunately do a podcast, but I will get to see some of your faces. Um, so we've got some sort of questions. Um, uh, we actually have one from someone we don't know. So <laughs> another in shocker. Our, in our absence, people have been crying out for us, and they're just <laughs> waiting for us to come back. So first question is from at Alan Robertson eighty three. Uh, where have you been? Did you enjoy Elton John and Kingsman too? Well, I've been in Sheffield, Alan. I've, I've got married. I think you were there. <laughs> um, I went on a honeymoon. I've been busy just trying going to see houses. Me and my wife are in the process of trying to buy a house. So we've been going to different people's houses and looking at their homes. And just busy being an adult, unfortunately. Where have you been, Ryan? I have been in the wonderful land of East Cobride. Uh, trying my best not to adult, but being forced to do so. It's upsetting, um, isn't it? I know. I got myself a new car the other day. Cause oh, I saw the picture on Facebook today. My uh, mother one died pretty much on the way home from work. So oh. we asked us gone, unfortunately. Um, Sorry. I know. It's all right. Um, Try to talk about it. On here, off, off, off here. All right. Um, you're getting me all wheeling up. So. Sorry, pal. Um, what else have I been doing? Nothing else, just stressing out a lot about my wedding next year, so... Right. Stressing out about your wedding? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's been great fun, so... Say that's pretty stressful, I'll give you that. Mm, aye, you don't need to tell me that twice. <laughs> aye. Congratulations, Sarah, on graduating. Yes, aye, that's right. Sarah graduated, so uh, we had that um, last week, I think, or well, my head's a mess with the days. I'm on a different shift pattern and work, so I'm now working nights, so that's, I think it's been just hard for us to get a bit of time alone together, Brian. I know, it's been tough. Um, but we're back, and it, it's, I feel it's going to be, we're going to go back into our regular s- slots, and you'll be hearing from us, you'll be fed up hearing from us. That's how much we're going to be on your your mobile phones and your PCs and laptops, whatever. Uh, anyway, next uh, question. You never Amelia... had another question. Uh, I've not seen Kingsman 2. <laughs> not right, me either. Sorry, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Professionals <laughs> as ever. <laughs> I know. That's how bad it is. Like, that's how bad... I, like, I, since I get married, I get married on the 2nd of September, for those who don't know. I've been to the cinema twice. In those two months, two months since I've been married. Now, for the rest of the year before I had got married, I had been to the cinema sixty-three times. <laughs> so, so it's just been so. so so busy, so hectic. Now I went Saturday. I'm going again Thursday, and so I'm trying to get back into the routine of that again. So if there was ever anything to tell you anything about getting married, that's a wee statistic right there. Before <laughs> yeah. marriage, very <laughs> well. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just locked up doing dishes, <laughs> on my hands and knees cleaning the flare. It's just, it's a nightmare. Um, I love my wife though, so I don't regret it. 
Um, next question. So Amelia Sophia says, less than two months till the end of this year, what movie are you most looking forward to seeing the rest of 2017? I feel we could probably answer this question for each other. Mm-hmm. I would say so. be very surprised if your answer is different from mine. What's your answer? Um, Star Wars? Oh, mine's is uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Mm. It's not Star Wars. I am going to see Murder on the Orient Express on Thursday, though. Are you? Yes, it's Star Wars. I don't think it's... Um, I was actually thinking about it the other day, like, I need to watch The Force Awakens again before... Aye. Before it um You're doing a double out. bill. You're doing a double bill? Aye. So Jealous. Force Awakens before it, so... I See, might try and get Sarah into watching all the others before that, though. Oof, I might do that, mate. I'll probably just start at episode four, though. If I'm going to do. Just forget about... Um, well, not forget about the first three, but... My prob- oh, sorry, on you go. My my problem with it, the the double like the double bill thing at, at midnight is that we've done it a couple of times in Sheffield Cinema, and I'd, like I'm working the next day, but that's not a big deal. I don't I don't mind having a few hours sleep and going to work, but it's just getting home. We, we've had such difficult because we don't drive, but we we get out of the cinema one night to see I think it was Hunger Games, and we waited like an hour and a half for a taxi at the, the cinema night. So it's just like I can't be bothered with that. Aye, and I, I, I probably wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't driving. Um, but thankfully, I'm so I'm yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, lucky. You just reminded me there. Sorry, just before I forget, I went and saw Death of Stalin. I don't know. What uh, it was. Is it good? Thingy. Aye, it's really good. Me really enjoyed it. Um, really funny. So, it's a re- highly recommend it if you get a chance to go and see it. Well, I was, I, Amelia's at uh, the theatre tomorrow night. So I was checking the cinemas, but it's not. It's not on. There's nothing. You should try. There's a bit where it's it's not really spoilers, but Stalin dies, and um, well, he dies in the trailer. So, <laughs> and also the name of the film. So, but there's a bit where they're putting his body onto a bed, and it had me like cracking up. It's <laughs> so good. It's so annoying because I think I just missed it last week. I was looking at cinema cinema last week, and the only time it was on is like four o'clock, and I was just like, mm. "Who's going to watch Death of Stalin like through the day?" They always do that, like they always put them on at weird times, like the, the type of film it is. But then sometimes they do that thing where like the only showings at like nine o'clock at night as well. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I was I dunno, hopefully maybe like it makes sometimes with with movies like you find like they're on like one Tuesday all of a sudden, like so I'll just keep an eye out for it and hopefully I can get to see it at the at the cinema. Oh jealous, I wanted to see that. Yeah, so next uh, question, I'll, I'll just get one just now. Go on to uh, at Leeds F, who says, "Ooh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to the new Insidious." Well, oh, are you right? That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't know. I can't remember if I liked Insidious films. What ones are they? That's the like original one for like where Annabelle Annabelle was in. No, that's a Conjuring. Oh, is it? What's Insidious? The same guys in it. The same guys in Insidious. Oh, I think I like the first one of that. I don't know. Um, I'm not a scary film fan, um, as I think we've established on previous podcasts. Uh, so I'll probably be forced to go and see it if Sarah wants to see it, but I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it at all, no. Um, 
I've actually seen both the Insidious films, and they're reasonably, for horror films, like they're, they're quite good films. Looking forward to it, I don't know if it's the right language to use, because I, like I, myself, like Ryan, is a, a Jesse <laughs> when it comes to horror films. Yeah, I think that's uh, a technical term, isn't it? <laughs> I don't cope very well with them. I just get stressed out, and like I'm on the edge of my seat, like quite literally, when I watch them. Um, so unless, unless uh, someone suggests to go see it, I probably won't go see it myself. Um, if I happen to find myself in Leanne's company, Libby's company, then I'll, I'll probably go see it with her. But I don't think that will happen when it's when it's coming out. Although that would be fun. Um, let us know what you think leaves you probably are excited you with Papa because you both love a scary um, um, but no me and Ryan are too scared for that same kind of thing <laughs> uh, and the last question is the red on you pod at the red on you pod asks what was the first movie to make you make you really appreciate filmmaking I like the I like the, the old Twitter handle there Got red on you uh, sorry, uh, what was the first movie to make me really appreciate it? Uh, I briefly thought about this. I think the first one I can really remember, because my memory's not great in general, but I think the first film that really made me think about how films were made and really just make me think differently about a film was probably The Matrix. Like, no, that's a, good, that's a good one. Just because it was the first film I ever saw that looked the way it looked and presented the kind of ideas that it was presenting in the film, so um, I I would probably say the the Matrix for me was my my first one. You? Um, I, I, I don't really know how to answer this question because for me it's probably more of a gradual thing. Like since I've had like Cineworld passes in the back and I went, and I worked at the cinema as well for a year. Like I found myself just like the more and more I watched movies, the more and more I sort of like fell in love with them. But the two films, I think, maybe on a more subconscious level, because I was just sort of like, like I remember being so blown away by the both of them um, at the time, and the two of them, two of my favourite movies. The first one would be Jurassic Park, and just like, obviously, I was a kid then, so I wasn't really thinking of filmmaking, but just like the special effects at the time, like, like if you told, if you told the, I don't know what age I was about when Jurassic Park about ninety three. I was eight. If you told the eight-year-old me that that was a real dinosaur, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're right, it is." Mm-hmm. And then Gladiator would be the mm-hmm. the next one. I mean, I was fifteen at the time when Gladiator was in, and I remember the same sort of thing. Like, just like, and even when I think back about it now, like the special effects at the time, like the storytelling, the acting, like there's a couple. Of, there's only like a couple of little bits of a Gladiator that, like, in terms of like, you can see the the. Hydraulics, can't you? And one of the chariots and stuff mm-hmm. for flipping it over in one of the scenes. And there's a scene as well where you can like Maximus stabs the guy in his side, and you can tell like he's not actually stabbed him; it's just like holding the sword between his arm and his <laughs> side. But I remember being blown away by both those films when I when I saw them at the cinema. So I think maybe on a subconscious level, those would be two of the ones that sort of like helped or encouraged me to to sort of want to watch more films and, and sort of love them. Mm-hmm. Matrix is a good one though, that's 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 yeah. that is a really good one to see. I remember getting that for my, my Christmas and VHS and uh 
I remember seeing it was in Global in the town, and I remember uh, sorry it wasn't even it wasn't Global I got it, but I remember like seeing it. Global man, I was talking about blockbusters the other day as well. That's quite funny. Always Global. I was always Global until they went out of business, and then I was forced to go to Blockbuster. But I used to. I remember seeing a trailer for um, the Matrix on in there, and I remember saying to mum and dad, "That looks rubbish." And then that Christmas they got me it, and I was like, "Oh great!" But I just like forced myself to watch it one night, and I remember just like I couldn't take my eyes off it, and I just absolutely loved it. So yeah, that was that was the one for me. I think that first really got me got me interested in about how films are made and all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Sorry, you thought about that with the Matrix because I never wanted to watch the Matrix either because I think I think somebody rented. I don't know if it was my brother or my dad, and they'd been watching it, and it it, it was sci-fi, and I had developed some sort of dislike for sci-fi growing up. I think just because my dad liked like Star Trek and like like the TV show, and I remember some other one I used to watch. It wasn't Star Trek, but it was kind of similar. And I was just fed up watching sci-fi things as a kid. I think I'd only watch Cowboys. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 Cowboys and sci-fi stuff. Like, so I'm not a big Western fan either. But anyway, he, he um, so I was like, oh, I'm not watching this. And then I just, I don't know why, but I just sat down and watched it myself one day. And I was just like blown away by the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And you're right, I think because they, cause they sort of created this new, the new the, these like new special effects on the big ropes and stuff. Aye, the bullet time. Which was amazing. Aye. You should, you should use that more often still. Aye, aye. Well, I, th- I, I think they've just, like, developed it now and it's evolved into, like, different things. So, um, I think it's probably went beyond what bullet time was, but bullet time at, the, at that time was, like, just an amazing kind of... Um, an amazing technique to use for, for making films, so... Aye, I loved that, and as I say, the, the story of the Matrix and just the yeah, like the like I remember my, like my mind, my mind being blown, like the fact that we could all not be real and we could all be like plugged into a computer and you wouldn't know. And I was like, that could be true. We could be sitting on a computer talking to each other whilst we're plugged into a computer. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Being used as batteries. Um, Spoilers. Scott, Scott, do you remember Scott McCallum at school? Aye. Um, I remember he talking about it and thinking it, saying it like it could be real, but like I feel like he was being really genuine about it, and I was just like, "Hey, all right, mate." <laughs> How do you know, wasn't he? And Scott, if you're listening, I apologise <laughs> for Brian. <laughs> no. Oh well. Anyway, <laughs> I think he does listen. I'm sure he does. Why would he know? I think I the whole. Of, I think everybody in our year at Greenwood listens to. <laughs> Shout out to Greenwood Massive. <laughs> Everyone listens to, to us. <laughs> anyway, um, should we call it a day? Aye, a night, well. Ethan. It's getting late. I need to get to my bed. Um, so, guys, um, sorry we've been away for so long. I know you've been cracking out for a podcast, and we're, we're glad to bring you one back. Um, no idea if this one's any good, so you can let us know. Um, uh, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We've not been... We've not been posting much on there, but that will pick up, I promise. Uh, and we'll be back on either the 25th or the 26th um, with, a, with probably a more in-depth 
show in terms of news and stuff probably have a favourite segment back as well mm. alright guys thanks for listening uh, Ryan care to say anything uh, um, no thanks bye <laughs> right. thanks guys bye bye